So, okay. Welcome to another edition of the Rough Rider podcast. Uh, today we have a, a guest joining us on his lunch break, as he's so kind. Uh, class of 1992 graduate Dante Pierangeli. Dante, how you doing, bud? Good. How you doing? Good. So Dante and I are fighting through some some technical issues here. This is like the fourth time I've talked to him. So uh, this is how important it is and how nice he is to, to come on. And, and I can't say enough about how I appreciate that. So Dante, you know how it goes. Let's dive right in. Okay. So after I left the, the halls of the Rough Rider and, and uh, didn't look back, um, I haven't been back since, but um, I left there, graduated, and, uh, you know, wasn't sure what it, really what I wanted to do and, and uh, definitely didn't want to go back to school, but my mom wanted me to kind of at least look at it, so I did that for her. And, and uh, again, I just, it, I just didn't want to do that, so I just went out and started working and, and got a part-time job working at a car wash, and, and I was working at Wash Point Auto Wash in West Des Moines living with my mom. It was right down the road. So it was convenient and, and, uh, then moved into some full-time work doing that. And again, it wasn't what I wanted to do, but I needed to work. So I stayed there and, and, uh, uh, shortly after that few months I met, uh, which is my wife now, um, a gal and, and, um, I did, I definitely knew she was the right one for me cause I had kind of a wild streak back then. And, and right. she, kind of kept me on the on the right path and and then about six eight months after that um we got married so i've been married 27 years and and uh that's that's awesome man yeah it just you look back at it and time just flies but it seems like we were just running down the hallways causing trouble and and now we're married with kids and and right. doing podcasts right yeah <laughs> yeah um so We've talked a little bit, and you worked at a car wash, and then you bought some some snowplow trucks. Oh yeah, yep. I, as many times as we've rehearsed this, I can't yeah. believe I left that part out. But yeah, yeah. And, and you had some knuckleheads that tore up your equipment, um, so you kind of dropped them and the two trucks, and you were working at the car wash while snowplowing at night, which is absolutely insane. So kind of take me and, and the listeners to to what happened. So you, you're down to working and plowing snow at night, which is crazy, burning both ends of the candle. Yeah. What, hap what happens after or around that time period when you decide that that's too much? Yep. So I did I did the snow plowing thing even after I got rid of the trucks and had those guys driving for me. I did that for about five years where I was, you know, working during the day and, and uh, then trying to still do like snow removal just on my own and and uh, did a lot of commercial stuff. Like I plowed a lot of parking lots for like McDonald's, Taco John's, Hardee's. That's a good way to get ahead, but my Lord, it'll catch up with you. Yeah, because you would be, you know, you'd work a full-time job and then, you know, most of the time it'd snow overnight. So you're out all night screwing around with that and, you know, maybe sleep for an hour or two and then you're back up working again. And and uh, so it was tough, but I, I, I enjoyed doing it, but you know, back then you could stay up all night and not think twice about it. I couldn't definitely couldn't do that today. Very true. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then, um, you know, we had, we started having kids right away. So, um, I have two boys that are, uh, 23 and 26 and then two grandkids that are three years old and a year and a half. So, you know, 
I had to get rid of the snow plowing thing to raise kids and right and uh and they've been great you know my older son austin he's married he's been married six years now wow um and my younger son he's engaged and um so yeah it's it's been a it's been a whirlwind but it's been a good one i love it and and i've seen your pictures on facebook one of your sons looks exactly like you yeah yeah that's that's colton he's the little troublemaker of the two well yeah apple doesn't fall far from the tree does it (laughs) yeah so so where are you at now i mean where are you calling from where do you live where's home base for dante so home base for me is in norwalk iowa um when me and my wife first got married we rented a house and and uh in clive and then we moved to a, we bought a house in actually not too far from Roosevelt in the Beaverdale area. Yeah. And we lived there for, I want to say four years, four or five years and did some work to that house and kind of outgrew it. It was just a small two bedroom house in Beaverdale there kind of by uh, um, Snooky's ice cream shop just down oh, yeah. from that. Yeah. And uh, we kind of outgrew that. And, and then we moved to Norwalk and uh, bought a house there. And we lived in that house for about five years. Uh, again, did some work to that one, sold it. And then we moved to the other end of town to kind of the newer side of town. And and we've been in that house ever since. So Norwalk, Iowa is home base for me. Nice. Um, so, I, you know, job-wise, I work for Casey's General Stores. And um, I'm the car wash director for their car wash program for uh, 209 car washes we have now. And. I have eight service techs that report up to me. Um, so I kind of handle that for our company. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, started in the car wash business and kind of never left it. Just kind of changed companies here and there. But I've been here about 11 years now, and, and it's a real good company to work for. Yeah. So you have some travel involved with that too, don't you? I do. Yeah, I travel like nine states right now. Um, and then we're just getting ready to take over some sites in Tennessee. So there'll be 10 states that I'll kind of be responsible for and, and kind of handle the service and, and maintenance and acquisitions and new construction for the car washes. Nice. So do you get to fly down to Tennessee and have a say and whether you guys buy it? I mean, do they have you go look and say yay or nay? Um, No, they, they make those decisions, but once those decisions are made, then my team comes in and we look at it and say, okay, what do we need to do to make this thing work? And, and keep it profitable and keep it reliable for the guests to use and stuff like that. Nice. I like that. That's a, that's interesting, man. And that's one thing I didn't, I know you were in the car wash business still and I knew you were at Casey's, but I didn't realize that part of it. So I, I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. When I started here 11 years ago, uh, we only had 18 car washes and then through new construction and acquisition that the whole thing's just kind of exploded. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so do you get free car washes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I get free car washes for my company car. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. So, so let's go to Roosevelt. Let's, let's head back there for a moment. You had the leather jacket and the jean jacket, right? Yeah. The leather jacket. And then the jean jacket that was cut off over the yeah. top of it. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. I loved it. But tell me, can you name three patches? Name me three of the patches you had on that bad boy. So uh, I wish I still had it, but I don't. But on the what, hap- what happened to it? I don't know. Over the years, I don't know what happened to that darn thing. 
Oh man. I think my wife got tired of looking at it actually. <laughs> Get the heck out of here. <laughs> um but yeah, I I know on the on the front left hand corner of it, I had a, a Harley Davidson badge. Okay. Harley Davidson patch and it had like a, a bike chain around it. You know, it was kind of just a, a rough looking patch. I remember getting that and having it put on. Yeah. And then on the right side, on the right shoulder, I had one that was uh had like a Motley Crew said Motley Crew and had a symbol of their logo back in the day. All right. Um, and then I want to say on the back there was a small patch on the back that either I want to say was ACDC down towards the bottom. All right. Um, I love it, man. Yeah. So there was a few good ones on there. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know Jason Leg had one. Um, I mean there was Tim Fagan. I, m- I remember a few of the group. Aaron. Yeah. Tim Fagan. Um, Paul Schantz had a, a jacket too. Yeah, Paul Schantz. Um, Paul Schantz, he was the he was the ringleader there for a while. Was he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought yeah. it was you. No, no, no. You know, when those guys were out causing trouble, I was home doing homework. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that's um, not going to fly here. Yeah. I, I know, uh, I, Marty I, Soper. I, Marty Soper yes. had one too. I, and I know Sean's is listening to this and he is shaking his head right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go, let's get back into Roosevelt a little more. Stick with that. Yep. Um, do you have any memories that stand out? Anything you guys did together and caused trouble like the rest of us? You know, some, I, I always think about this when I think about high school and, and it, when I'm over by Roosevelt, one of my favorite things that I always, when I think about high school and all the, all the fun we had, whether we were, whether we were behaving or causing trouble or what was the football games we'd go to. Yeah. You know, the Friday night football games at Williams or Hutchins. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Those just, those stand out in my head. I'd go to those things and, you know, we wouldn't watch the game much, but we'd run around and talk to the girls and kind of do whatever. But that was some of the funnest times. Yeah. Um, and then just some of the parties that went on, you know, junior and senior year, some of the, the parties we'd go to were just crazy. Well, and, and the good thing about Roosevelt is everybody came together to party. You may have had like your pod or whatever, or the people that you hung out with mainly. Yeah. But you go, you go to a party and, and everyone's going to be there. Yep. You know, so whatever differences or what you, I, I would, I don't even want to say differences. Just, I mean, you can't hang out with 25, 30 people at a time. So you hung out with your five to seven or eight or whatever, but then you all partied together, which was a really cool thing. And, and I doubt highly that it's like that anymore in right. high school. Yeah. I look back at that and think, man, you know, the football games and, and some of those parties. And like you said, everybody would have their own little group, but, for the most part, everybody got along and, you know, yeah. it was just out to have a good time and, and, uh, nothing like what we're dealing with today, obviously. Yeah. yeah I can't imagine going back to high school. Um, yeah, I, I don't want any part of that. I feel bad that my kids have to go through it. Yeah. So any teachers that stand out, anyone, uh, good or bad that, um, you know, uh, one of the uh, one of the good teachers that I had that kind of sticks out is one of the the welding teacher that I had at Central Campus. Um, I went down there for a couple years and took a welding class. I I want to say his name was Mister Pilkington, but I could be wrong. Um, he was a really good guy, down to earth, and you know we would be late to class or 
or we'd be screwing around and, you know, we would get in trouble, but not like some of the other teachers that we had that would, you know, you'd go down, they'd send you to the office. Right. Drop the hammer on you. Yeah. Or you end up in in in-school suspension and, um, you know, all the different things that went on there. But, um, and then I guess one of the worst, one of the ones that I used to run in with the most, and and I'm not sure why, but was Vignaroli, the principal or vice principal, whatever he was. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was the vice. I'm sure he loved those coats, the jackets you got. Oh, yeah. Had. Yeah. I, I don't think he liked those from day one. And and he would always just, he we would always be in the wrong place at the wrong time, if that makes <laughs> sense. And, and uh, he would show up and, and, uh, I would be always, it seemed like I was always the fall guy for the group. And I don't know why that was, but um, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. All right. So any regrets, anything that uh, you did in high school or, or maybe, maybe that you didn't do that you wish you had done? Um, not really. No. Uh, I look back at kind of high school from freshman and sophomore, junior and senior years and in the, uh, I mean, I, I think we lived it to the fullest. Our group did, and and some of the other folks that we weren't so close with. I think, you know, I look back on it, and I think everybody just had a great time. So, what kind of car did you drive? Um, my when first you- car that I had when uh, when I just first started driving, I was driving my mom's Jeep Wagoneer. That's not a bad car. No, I'd no, that was that. A good yeah, car. yeah. It got around good in the uh, in the snow and. Uh, yeah, that was a good car. And then shortly after that, I think my, my sophomore year, maybe my junior year, I bought a, uh, uh, it was a 78 K five blazer. Oh yeah. And uh, it was brown and white. And, um, I had that thing for a long time. I think I had that, that thing like 10 years. That was a really good one. And that was one of the ones I pushed snow with. Yeah. No, those things are beasts. I think Aaron Hyman had like a Bronco. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That was, I don't think, I don't know if it was a 78 or, or even going back that far, but it couldn't have been too far off as far yeah. as the age. Yeah. I remember that. Did you have to, <laughs> did you have to mix the oil with the gasoline in that thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not in that. You didn't. Okay. <laughs> I bet that was a lot of fun. Was it the convertible top? It was. You could oh, take the top man. off. Yeah. Dude, now I'm jealous. Why did you ever get rid of that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I well, I had it for a long time, and then um, I took the snowplow part of it off, and I took it in and had it all restored and all repainted. And uh, that was—I spent a lot of money on that thing. That was great. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So, list me. Tell me one of the worst jobs you've had. So the snowplowing couldn't have been bad because that's kind of mindless. You you can sit in there and think about things and try not to fall asleep. What's just a shit job that you held? We've all had them. Yeah, probably one of the worst ones I've had. And and I shouldn't say it's not worse because it it, it paid good money. Um, and I did it when my kids were young. But um, I worked for Swan's Ice oh, Cream. Yeah. yeah. Well, the only downside to that job, and it, they've changed it now. But when I worked there, you were required to work 12 hours a day. Oh, wow. Um, at least in, in, in most of the time we would be out 14 hours a day. So you, you'd start at like eight in the morning and you'd be out running your route all day long and you wouldn't get back to drop the truck off to like 10 at night. That's brutal. You know, just long, crazy long days. And, 
you're out. You know, once you leave in the morning, you're gone all day. Well, and answer me this. So anymore, or even back then, both family members were typically working. So until about five o'clock, you weren't getting any answers at the door, were you? Yeah. I mean, you'd be amazed the people that, and I always wondered this when I did it. I'm like, man, how, how do you people not work? But but you'd show up at people's houses because you had like a set route that you'd follow with these customers. And uh, you'd show up at these houses and the husband and wife or, or boyfriend and girlfriend would be home at like nine in the morning. Or husband and girlfriend. Yeah, or, yeah, or something <laughs> weird like that. Right. Um, there'd be some weird situations, but um, or vice versa. You know, the husband would be home yeah. every day and then he'd come home at night and the wife would work or vice versa. Um, but you, most of your stops were after like 4.30 at night, but you'd still have you'd still have 30 or 40 stops in the main part of the day. Damn. Yeah, that's – and I think most of those guys have probably been out – done when these big like sam's club and costco where you can get bulk stuff like that now yeah i know the taste isn't the same but i don't know if people even care anymore schwann's used to fill that niche yeah yeah and with the big box stores like costco and and sam's i think that's probably put a hurting on them yeah all right so i know what you do these days for fun because i I get to see it uh won't you won't you tell our listeners yep so um, ever since I met my wife, we've been into to boating and camping and, and at, just everything outdoors, whether it's, you know, that or she don't like to fish and I'm not, I'm not real good at it anyway. So that's kind of irrelevant. But um, what we do in the summertime, we well, we do it pretty much year round. But we have a, uh, a camper and a boat and a jet ski down at Lake of the Ozarks and they're on a seasonal spot and we keep our boat on a lift down there and and jet ski on a lift. So. We try to go down there, you know, every other weekend or a couple times a month and just hang out. And, you know, we got a group of friends that do the same thing down there in this resort. And that's kind of our getaway and kind of gets us away from reality a little bit. Our kids come down and bring the grandkids. And and it's about a five hour drive straight south of here. But we really enjoy that. That's one of our one of our favorite things we like to do. And it seems like you do that damn near every weekend like there's you you spend a lot of time down there boating and hanging out which is which is awesome for you yeah we try to go um you know fridays friday afternoons and then come back sunday evening but uh to have something like that down there you got to be able to use it so um that's that's one of our favorite things we like to do yeah yeah And and it looks like fun looks like you have a nice boat too what kind of tell us about the boat it's a uh, it's a 2003 27-foot crown line. Um, I've owned it for, I think this is my 13th or 14th year I've owned that boat. I uh, bought it from a friend of mine uh, that was getting rid of it, and it's been a great boat. I'd like to have something different, but it's been such a good boat that I hate to get rid of it. Yeah. So we've raised our kids on it, and, you know, we pull them on the tubes and, and uh, their friends and yeah um, it's just been a great kind of all-around boat for that does it get up and go yeah it's got a 496 ho motor in it. it's 425 horse so it'll do oh, yeah. close it'll do 60 probably nice and that's moving on the water yeah and that's plenty fast for me nice all right moving along here so tell us tell us something about yourself that that nobody would know yeah, that's a tough one 
That's a tough one. Um, I've got my notes here and I got, I left that blank. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't guess I don't know how to answer that one, Aaron. That's all right. Um, I mean, you've been pretty open here and it's not like anything you did in high school that nobody knows about. Like you want to take, um, you want to take credit. So last night, uh, Matt Jeter confessed to being the one that let a, a smoke bomb fly in the hallway. That that secret, and I remember the smoke bomb, but that Who had gone. That? Matt Jeter. Okay. That had gone. Uh, you might have graduated then. It might have been when we were seniors in 93. But that had, uh, I remember that happening, and, and I remember the fallout from that. And now we know who did it. <laughs> so is there yeah. anything, anything like that that you want to own up to or take credit for? Yeah, um, I got actually got a couple things. Um, so you know where if you were upstairs going down the hall that kind of faces to the north, there was that one stairway that went outside to the parking lot where nobody would go. They wouldn't use it a lot. I think back in the day they had a special name for it. But um, we would go down that hall, go down those stairs and then just kind of hang out in that hallway. And that's where we'd smoke our cigarettes inside inside. Yeah. And oh. we did that. We did that for a couple of weeks and then we finally got caught by, I think it was the wrestling coach, which was the same guy that handled the in-school suspension. Well, that worked out. Yeah. So we, we <laughs> spent so much time there anyway. It was just another week or so in there. But, um, and then one other thing, and I, I, this just popped into my head, but shortly after I met my wife, I had a motorcycle um, and I shouldn't have had a motorcycle, but I did. I, I had multiple motorcycles over the year, but. So we were on our first date and uh, we were out running around on this motorcycle and we went by Roosevelt and just so happens the kids were out uh, uh, TPing for homecoming. Yeah. So me being the smart ass that I am, I was going down Chamberlain, which is the one way street there Yeah. at Roosevelt and didn't think much of it, but as these kids were teepeeing, I drove my motorcycle up and went across the front lawn while they're teepeeing. Hell it's, yeah. It's dark out. Well, I should have known because back when we used to teepee, there would be all those cops out there, the Des Moines uh, cops. Yeah. So as soon as I go start going across that front lawn, there's like three or four cops chasing me down across the front lawn. <laughs> so. Now, now, mind you, I'd only I'd only met my wife that I'm married to now. I'd only known her like two weeks. Yeah. So I pull off of the front lawn onto Polk Boulevard, and there's like four cops just surrounding me like I just robbed a bank. Right. So all this all went down in about five minutes. So from the time I pulled onto the lawn to the time I pulled onto Polk Boulevard and these four cops surrounded me, I was in handcuffs, having my rights read to me, and I was in the back of a cop car all within about five minutes. <laughs> all at Roosevelt. All at Roosevelt. So you didn't drop the line, it's okay, I graduated from here? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I know what yeah. I'm doing. I've done this before. Yeah, I, I tried all sorts of stuff. But what's crazy is about the whole thing, The uh, um that's back before there were cell phones and my wife had never been to that part of town. So she didn't know where to go. They made her walk down to the get and go. And she had to call my mom to come get a ride and tell her that her son's in jail. 
Oh, that's a fabulous phone call to have to make. <laughs> Two weeks into a fresh relationship. Yeah. Man, yeah. You're, lucky, you're lucky you survived that one. Yeah, I agree. That is a see, that's the kind of story that I'm after. Yeah. Nobody, I, I just happened to think of that. And in anytime we talk to people about Roosevelt or around that area, she always brings that story up. Well, yeah, that's her first encounter. First impressions are lasting impressions, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's amazing. All right. So you get to sit down to dinner, right? And and this is a question that intrigues me because I like to hear people's answers. And you get to take you get three people to sit down with. Um, dead or alive, current or past. Who are you sitting down with, Dante? Um, and as you give them, I want you to kind of explain too why, why that person made the cut. Uh, so if there's three and the, the first one I'm going to start with, and, and if everybody on the podcast don't know, my dad died when I was young, when I was 13. So if I could get any other chance to relive some of that, he would definitely be the first one that I'd have back absolutely and, yeah and sit down with and and uh you know that when that happened back when i was 13 that was man that was tough on me and it still is today but back through my teenage years that to happen and and uh that really kind of i had a tough time with that and and uh that probably didn't help with some of my wild streaks back then but so my father would be the you know the first one that i definitely yeah. want to sit down with again yeah um and then another one would be a, a guy that I used to do business with that we'd buy some some car wash equipment with. Uh, his name was Billy out of uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, he was a vendor of ours that we dealt with on a lot of equipment. But just over the years, I got to know him and and uh, him and his wife and me and my wife would go to the like the Kansas Speedway and watch the races together. We just did a lot of stuff outside of work and and uh he passed away about a year ago of a heart attack and and uh, he was a really good guy i you know got to be really good friends with him and his family so he would be another one um let's see and that's and that's tough i didn't know that about your dad and, and hearing that i'm i'm man i don't know you know it's not like so at 13, you were still at Merrill. I was, yep. That was back in 1985. Man, I didn't I didn't know that. And I knew you at Merrill. Yeah. Like we we talked a little bit. I mean, we didn't hang out or anything, but man, I'm I did not know you were going through that. And that's a, a very tough age. Like you said, you're you're just starting to come into your own at that age. Yeah. Um, and then you lose your father and man, it's just it was right. and then you're lost again, you know? Yeah, completely lost, gone. Man, yeah, I can't imagine, it, and I'm sorry you had to to go through that. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been a long time ago now, but um, well, the pain never really leaves. Well, I mean, let's be honest it's 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 always there. It's just how you manage it. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, the third one would probably be my my grandma, uh, my mom's mom. That uh, uh, she was from Boone, Iowa. Yeah, she was just a sweet lady. Um, and, you know, she would probably be the third one I would choose. Just She was just good-hearted, gave you anything you wanted when you would come there to her house when we were young. And, 
and uh, she would definitely probably be the third one. Yeah, good. Um, all right, so let's do some rapid fire here, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, and you're going to answer. Chocolate or vanilla? Uh, vanilla. Beer or liquor? Liquor. Summer or winter? Summer. You kind of hesitated there. You're a man with a boat. That should be an easy question. Well, yeah, I'm a man with a boat, but uh, we like to snowmobile too. Oh, my Lord. So, you know, I love to do – I is if it's outside, you know, whether it's hot or cold, I enjoy it. So, But it's definitely my favorite. Yeah. Okay. All right. That uh, Twizzlers or Red Vines? Twizzlers. Nike or Under Armour? That's a tough one. I'm going to say Nike. All right. Deep dish pizza or thin crust? Thin. Oh, man. I need to find my deep dish people. Are you a god? Are you like Godfathers or Felix and Oscars or what do you? Felix and Oscars. Yeah. Give, give me the deep dish. I love it. I can't get enough, man. Right. So here's an easy one for you Mexican or Italian food? Italian for sure. <laughs> How did I know? <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Coke. How uh, Merrill or Roosevelt? Which did you like better? Roosevelt. Me too. You know, I hated Merrill. Yeah. I went to Windsor Elementary. Okay. I love that. Merrill was just a, like a dark cloud, and I, and I don't know why. Maybe it was, you know, my growth, my my just trying to find my way. But Roosevelt was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Merrill, Merrill was tough. Um you know, a teacher that sticks out there. She was a great gal, uh, Mrs. Nower. I can't remember what yeah. she taught, but Kitty uh, Nower. Yep, she was. She was a good teacher. She was strict, but she was pretty amazing. She went on to be the principal at Callanan. Oh, really? Yeah, and she still. She has a son that went to Roosevelt. I think Max went to Roosevelt. Okay. She's, she's still out kicking around. You'll see her on the news or whatever. She uh, she rides dirt bikes. I, somebody told me that. Yeah, like pedal dirt bikes. And I live over here in Easter Lake, and there's a, a dirt bike area that she was influential in getting, you know, brought to fruition, being made. And it's basically because of her. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she wore many hats. But, yeah, I remember Mrs. Nauer. Yeah. She would, she would crack the whip. Oh, yeah, big time. She would. She would. It was definitely her way. And if it wasn't, she'd let you know. Do you remember Mrs. Cook? From Maryland? Yes. Yes. Um, Connie Cook was her name. Wasn't she, she the vice principal or something? Yes, she was. She was also on, I think, the school board for a while. Okay. And she got in trouble because she talked about how she would carry a gun in her purse. And then people started questioning her because she worked at a middle school. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. She was she was something else. And she was not a happy person. She walked those halls looking angry like you know when you're looking for trouble you're going to find it and she would inevitably grab someone by the arm not my yeah, favorite I, I remember she wasn't real friendly no no she wasn't um all right so let's let's start to wind this down so so you can have your lunch and you've already given me a a handful of time here um is there anything that you want to clear the air about or get off your chest when it comes to, to Roosevelt? 
no, I don't think so. I thought about that one quite a bit, and I don't really think I got anything on that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So anybody you want to hear on the podcast moving forward, anyone that stands out to you? Uh, I think a, a few good ones to get on would be Paul Schantz. Say it louder because I've been working on that for a while. Yeah, I, I think Paul needs to jump on since he was our ringleader back in the day. <laughs> um, and then uh, Aaron Anderson. Aaron yeah. Anderson would be a good one. Yeah. And then, um, and then Marty Soper. I know Marty doesn't have Facebook, but I could get you his contact info and and uh, you could check with him and, and uh, see if he'd want to jump on or Jason Lake even. Yes, the Raven. Yeah, the Raven. No doubt about it. The Raven. That's a good kid. Yeah, those would be my four that I would I would suggest getting on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I see these names pop up because I get updates on who's joined the pod area, and, and it's easier to invite from there. Yeah. But yeah. Is um, there a bunch on right now? Can you see what's going yeah, on? Yeah. People have been so kind in inviting other Roosevelt people. Oh, so, good deal. yeah. So every day that this list expands and I'm seeing more and more people, which is good for me because the more people listen, the more, you know, hopefully they'll want to jump on because it's, I think there's, in, people are intimidated because they haven't traveled the world or, you know, like John Holvek <laughs> saved a village. I mean, I don't know how, how you compete with that, but it's not about really competing. It's just about telling your story. So, yeah, I was listening to his, his was a good one. Oh, it's amazing. Like, yeah. And Matt Jeter followed him, but I wouldn't want to be the guy that followed saving a village, you know? Right. But good job out of John and, and, and good job out of Matt and good job out of you just for coming on and telling your story. Cause that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's all about hearing the story and the experience and, and I appreciate it. And, and thank you for taking the time. Like this is the fifth try. Um, <laughs> so we finally made it to the finish line, Dante, and I couldn't be happier. And, and, and I appreciate you coming on, bud. Yeah, no problem. And I'll, uh, if you don't have that contact info for some of them other guys, let me know and, and maybe yep. you can at least reach out and see if they're interested. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but it'd be worth a shot. And it's, you know, with Facebook, you can kind of see what everybody's doing, but to get people on board and to have them just kind of talk through it and hear their story is, is pretty sweet. I agree. Cause Facebook is, it's, it's very limited. You don't get to hear the voices or, or the experiences. You see someone's picture from a weekend, you know? Yeah. This is a little bit deeper dive, which I can appreciate. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, buddy. Take care. Thank you again. And yeah, uh, we'll you talk too. I'm glad we were able to get it done. Absolutely. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.